Welcome to the latest G League Grind. I'm your host, Ryan McNeil, and I'm chatting with G League player Rodney Pryor. This week, he had a great idea to talk about identity as an athlete, as a Christian, as a young man about to be married. I think this is a fascinating chat, not just about sports, but about identity that I think you're really going to like. Let's jump into this because I loved when we were uh, sending messages back and forth yesterday, your idea about digging into identity. And I know on a much smaller scale, I find I'm only identified as a teacher or in some circles only as a Christian. And I feel identity is a huge topic and a great topic. So I'm happy that you and I can dig into identity today and kind of figure out and and hear what identity means to you and what you view your identity as being. Yeah. um, Identity is one of those tricky things, especially in the world today, because we just slap identities on people just from, you know, your job description or kind of what people see you continually do. Um. You know, when I think of identity, I think of, you know, what votes we're casting to who we are each and every day. So, you know, when people say you are what you do on a consistent basis, that's like who you are. And I think a lot of times we have a hard time with, you know, truly identifying ourselves because a lot of times our lives may consist of a lot of sin or a lot of doing things, you know, that you don't really want in the light. And I know that's huge for the entertainment world as well. So when it comes to identity, you have to be able to, you know, take your life and take an account for it and take an inventory of what are you doing on a day-to-day person on a day-to-day basis. So if I was, if you were to step back and just look at yourself, you know, from afar and saw what you were doing on a day-to-day basis, how would you then identify yourself? And I think sometimes we don't look at it from that perspective because, you know, sometimes we can't really see past two feet in front of us. And, you know, when I was in college, I grew up a Christian. So, you know, I always knew about the Lord and I knew like sin and all this stuff, but I still indulged in sin And I never really wanted to, you know, confess it or, you know, repent of it because I knew I wanted to keep doing it. And when I got to college, I uh, broke my foot and tore my ACL back to back years. And that finally gave me a chance to sit down and, you know, look at my life and look where I was going and look at, you know, the trajectory path if I kept up at the pace that I was at. And, uh, that finally gave me a chance to really ask myself, who are you? Like, who do you want to be? And, um, for me, for myself personally, I am who God tells me who I am and I'm a child of God. So with that being said, you know, I'm created to worship God. So in all things that I do in my profession, uh, in my relationship life, in my friendship life, everything is to, you know, bring glory back to God. So I'm not just labeled as a bass. I don't box myself as just a basketball player or just, you know, a fiance or just, you know, a son of Zanya Roach. Um, 
I see myself uh, way bigger than that. And I feel like people need to start seeing themselves bigger than what they are. Being a college athlete or, or any athlete, I don't think an injury is ever seen as a good thing. But when you look back on those two injuries you had when you were in college and how it changed your trajectory in life and, and you as a young man into a man, how thankful, maybe thankful is the wrong word, but blessed, I, I'm not sure the right word here, but happy that those things happened because it changed your trajectory and it changed who your identity was as a young man. Because I would think as a young athlete, the so-called big man on campus, you had a chance to go to Georgetown to play basketball, which is one of the prominent college colleges for basketball in the United States. If you hadn't had that chance for God to change your identity, what do you think life would be like without those two injuries? Oh my goodness. I can't even begin to imagine what life would be like. You know, it's funny because, you know, during the time of the injury, it was the worst thing in the world to me. Like the fact that I've got <laughs> no doubt. two years in a row and I'm missing out on two years of basketball. Cause at the time basketball was my life. Like it was my God. So when basketball wasn't going right, my life wasn't going right. And when I got those two injuries, like the world stopped for me, but now like, you know, looking back, so it's probably been what, eight, seven, eight years since then. Um, when I look back, I'm like, it's literally the best thing that could have happened for me. And, you know, like we said, just changing the trajectory path of everything that happened after that, I was able to be more grateful. I was able to be more appreciative. I was able to, you know, see the game as something as a, you know, a tool, a platform to not only better my life, but my family's life and, you know, my friends and people I come across lives. And yeah, the injuries probably was outside of giving my life to Christ. And, and, um, yeah, I, it would be second to giving my life to Christ. I would put it second because it led me to my fiance who I'm going to marry. I would say that would be my second, but without the injuries, I wouldn't have met her. So the injuries are actually the second best thing to happen in my life after giving my life to Christ. And it's crazy because, you know, we all would look at it as a negative. Like at that time, like I had a lot of momentum going into the Juco uh, world and not being able to play for two years. I wasn't able to get film. Uh, I wasn't able to, to show coaches that I was, you know, good enough to play at the division one level. And at that time, I didn't think my D, my D one dreams would, you know, come alive. And then, like you said, to trust God and trust his plan and, you know, go D one to Robert Morris, have two great years there. And then to get a year at Georgetown to play higher major basketball and now be a professional basketball player is, uh, is it just a testament to how good God is when you're obedient to his will. Now, God is good, and he used which two, two injuries, which at the time, I can't imagine how tough those were to go through. But this summer, you have another life-changing event coming up, and you talked about it just a minute ago there, your, your marriage. Have you reflected, have you talked with your fiancé about how 
your identities are going to change and how your walk with God's going to change and how your lives are going to be strengthened from this union. Yeah, it's funny you ask that too. We found ourselves the other night, you know, having one of those, you know, deeper than the surface conversations just about our faith. You know, at this time, like, I think this is a great time to, you know, to check your heart, you know, to have that moment with God to realize, do I really believe? Do I really trust God? Do I really believe everything that's happening now is for my good? And, um, we found ourselves, you know, having these conversations because after we finished premarital counseling. So that taught us how to, you know, really ask the tough questions, really talk about, you know, the things you only think about in your mind and just hope that somehow you both just look at each other and you're like on the same page. So, um, yeah, like now going into marriage, you know, the way the Bible talks about it is just, it's a chance for us to show the gospel through our living with one another. So I'm supposed to love Ariel as Christ loved the church and she's supposed to submit to me as the church submits to Christ. And, you know, a lot of times, especially in today's world where, you know, where women are coming up in prominence and everything and everything's about being independent and everything, you, it can get frowned upon in a sense, like, oh, she has to submit to me and I'm the head of the house and all that stuff. And it really isn't that. It's more about us submitting to Christ and his will in our lives. So now being able to do that together is remarkable. It gives us a chance to really understand one another. It, uh, it gives us a chance to understand where we're at with God individually and where we're at together. And it just helps in every aspect of life when you understand that. So now going into the real world, like as an athlete, our re- my reality has been different than pretty much everybody else's that's not an athlete. Like I, my job days are, you know, two to four hours and I'm playing basketball. Like I'm getting in shape, like I'm shooting a ball in a rim for work. And, um, and it's been like that the last, what, 20 years of my life where it's just been basketball. Whereas Ariel now had to grow up. She had a job when she was 13, you know, working to help pay bills and stuff like that. So all that was just like non-existent to me. All I had to do was go to sleep, wake up, eat some food and, you know, go play basketball and just make sure I didn't get hurt. So now to have her in my life to, you know, almost in a sense, show me how to be an adult how to, you know, write a check, how to pay bills, you know, how to, you know, sign up for a mortgage and all this stuff has been, you know, awesome for me. Cause you know, athletes struggle with life after basketball or life after their sport or, you know, life after whatever entertainment realm they were in, because we've never been in the, you know, the nine to five world of reality. And uh, it's pretty interesting now to be able to mix into that because of, you know, Ariel's work and being her working at the government. One final question for you today. It should be a really fun one. How did you and Ariel meet? And, and what's your, uh, your, how did you guys start dating? And how did you guys meet? And, and how did you guys start dating? How, what's, your, what's your story there? <laughs> that is an awesome question. So it's so funny. So we met my, the summer I got to Georgetown. And that summer, I think it was, it was one of, 
I think was it uh, Greg Monroe? It was someone's birthday that went to Georgetown, a basketball player that played in the NBA. And when they came back to campus, they uh, <clears throat> had everyone go out with them for their birthday. And this is at the time where I'm like, yo, like I'm locked in. I'm not trying to go out. Like, I don't need to go out. I'm not trying to find anyone. Like, I have no business being out. All that stuff. You know, I need to be locked in for the season. I'm trying to get to the NBA. So they eventually force everyone to come out with them. And we're at this uh, nightclub called Rose Bar in D.C. And I'm literally in there just like mad out of my mind that I'm there, you know, just having all those judgmental thoughts and stuff like that. And like an hour into being there, Ariel walks in there with one of her friends. And it turns out one of her friends was in town and like pressing her to go out. Like we need to do something. So here we are two people that don't even want to be there, but are there. And, um, we ended up crossing paths and talking and then we ended up going to IHOP where we like really got to know each other and meet. And it was funny for the longest time we would tell people we met at IHOP. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that's how we met. And then, you know, it started to grow. And then I think about a month or two in, like she started coming to church with me because she grew up Catholic and everything. So when she started going to church with me, um, she started, you know, building a relationship with the Lord even more. And, uh, she gave her life to Christ and got baptized. And then I think a couple months after that, we started dating and then the rest was history. <laughs> I love that story. And I love when God is able to turn our nose or our resistance into something really great. And then next time you meet at an IHOP, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to have a good laugh thinking about you and your wife, because <laughs> that's a great story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, I love, I, when I, now when I talk about it, you know, I, I talk about it with confidence now because, you know, everybody wants that story where you, you know, you meet your wife at church or you meet your wife, like, you know, somewhere that's not a nightclub, but, you know... <laughs> Sometimes God have people meet there, sometimes he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. That's a wrap for this G. Lee grind. If you've gotten this far, I'm hoping and I'm assuming you're a fan of these weekly chats with Rodney. Please follow or subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever podcast app that you use. You can also get updates and videos and behind the scenes content on Twitter at Podcast Athletes. As always, thanks for listening.